Edge Radio Australia, Malloy with you, with, I was going to say a special guest, but he's no, well, he's no guest, but he's very special indeed. <laughs> it's Wayne Brown, Wayne Brown, the man with his life on track. Uh, we're here to talk all about relationships, mate. Good to see you. Before we get off the bat, I know that, you know, radio is very much a visual medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice haircut. That's all Thank I can you. say. Would you like my hat? Aerodynamic. <laughs> you are. I tell you right now, very, very slippery character right now. As I say, would you like the hat? Or because I've actually got a hat like that at home. Mine's grey, though. Oh, very nice. Very stylish. I mean, my, only the best people wear hats like that. I agree, mate. I agree. And only the best people get into the studio, because uh, we're right now, we're in the uh, the casting couch studio today, and uh, we've both got that lovely shine coming off the, the old forehead, so mm-hmm. no need for extra lighting like this one. Uh, mate, let's get into the show. You have got, uh, as usual, very well prepared. Uh, with A lengthy notes. Lengthy note, post-it note. Uh, we're going to talk about some subjects which we've actually had people who have, um, well, basically been inquiring into the show mm-hmm. about particular subjects, and we're going to hit those. So we're going to answer your questions. That's it. All right. So what is question number one today? All right, we're going deep. Oh. Why are relationships so hard? Oh, can I just play that song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, quickly, quickly, grab the sound bite. Um, why are they? Come on, Wayne. Come on straight with the answer. Oh, you want me to go just sum it all up and then no, show's no, finished, right? No, 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 yeah, no. two minutes no. long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know about your sex life. Tell me about <laughs> I can't talk at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> no, honestly, mate, why are they so hard? One of the big things, and we touched on this in a previous show, mm. where we're talking about the programming, the modelling that we have when we're younger yep. so that we have a perception of how relationships are when we get older. Now, the trouble is if you have that poor modelling or that poor programming, you end up with an attitude that works against you rather than for you. I agree. So a lot of people that I speak to, keep talking about how much they'll have to give up when they have a relationship. Mm -hmm. They talk about their fears, their doubts, their concerns. And because they put so many negatives on it, they basically talk themselves out of even contemplating a relationship, let alone having one. Why wouldn't we focus on the positives? That's a very good question. Mm. That is a very good question. I have them occasionally. We do have a predilection towards, and that's the word of the day, predilection. Can you spell it for me? (laughs) You've used it in a sentence now. (laughs) We have this predilection towards Mm. negatives. That's why reality shows Mm. rate so well. Yep. You know, like your wife and my... Uh, your, yours and my wife's favourite TV show. It's that same thing. They call it a social experiment. No, it's not. However, I know, it's a load of rubbish. Yeah. It's a let's get a bunch of people together, chuck some alcohol in there, yep. get some fights happening and get the ratings up. Yeah. And it's basically the TV equivalent of fight on the bottom oval. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And we do have this attraction towards the negatives. You know, there's an accident on the road. We Mm. all slow down to have a look, even though it's horrendous. Yep. And it's unfortunate because if you allow yourself to go down that path continually, Mm -hmm. you will find that you will do it unconsciously without considering the consequences of those actions. So if you have these same attitudes towards a relationship being hard... Yep. That's what you're going to get. The old like attracts like. Yep, so if you sit on. there going, oh, all women are nut jobs and blokes are bastards, mm-hmm. ultimately that's what you'll do. You'll attract those people because yeah. that's the energy that you put out. That's right. So for a lot of people, initially, that's why relationships are hard because you have that perception of 
relationships are hard. Yeah, I mean, look, the show is obviously about relationships and, and this is, we're talking about obviously romantic relationships but also just like in life with other people. Oh, absolutely. Full stop, right? Okay, absolutely. relationships. This is how we get by with life. We yeah. interact with other people. Um, but I think it's just a lot about modern society that we have this predisposition for negative. You're, yeah, you're absolutely right. Whether it's you know, the images we see on TV or this yep. or that, whatever. Let's like let's go back to seeing the glasses half full, right? And then when you enter a relationship, you're going to look at it from the point of view: how is this going to enhance my life, right? Okay, mm. not you know, what am I going to lose? I mean, I think of a when a, with a relationship, I think of a it's a partnership, and and very much in the sense of yeah, like you're on the same team. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you if you're coming in and you're going, well, my teammate sucks, it's a bad way to start things. Yeah, but if you look think of yourself as not just a team member, you're mm. also the manager of the team. Oh. You're the one that put them on the friggin' team. So if, right. if you want to have a whinge, <laughs> talk to the manager, you know. Oh, your recruiting is terrible. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's like um there's a an Australian chap by the name of Brad Sugars. Okay. He started off um, as a, an entrepreneur where he would buy a business that was mm. struggling yep, and he would build it up and then he would flog it off and he got really good at it and he started teaching people how to do the same thing. And when he was first starting out, mm. he would complain to his father, I've got a bunch of idiots for employees and his dad said to him, well, you attract what you deserve. <laughs> and he's like, thanks, Dad. But that's so true. If that's your attitude, that's what you're going to end up with. And what you said before, and, and I heard an, an addendum to this one, the mm -hmm. old, do you have the glass half full or half empty? Sure. And someone said, well, the point is you can fill the glass up. And I went, that's actually really good. It's so if, very good if you point. can look at the negatives... Or you can add more positives. Now, you're still going to get mm. negatives, you know. Your mm. glass is going to get knocked over and all this yeah. sort of thing. You can always fill it back up. Um, it's so funny you say that. When I actually used that analogy and I was – I nearly went the extra line and actually was going to say more. But I have a particular person who listens to this show uh -huh. um, that will pull – you know the, the – you know the guy who always says the most childish, idiotic, embarrassing, uh, immature comment? Go on. No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I've got a mate who's just like oh, that, okay. who listens to the show. And I thought if I started talking about particular things, he's going to go straight to that disgusting line. So I tried to avoid it. <laughs> but thank you for bringing it up. For those who are listening and who are thinking, what the hell is it? Just please join the dots. Or for that matter, if you want to explain anything, just watch. If you're it. a decent person, don't connect just the don't, dots. Yeah, don't <laughs> connect the dots. And if you need to, really desperately, probably best to watch one of our shows on Monday, like The Greater Wealth or something, which has Travis Carter on it, and it'll explain everything to you. <laughs> all right, mate. So, okay, the glass is now full. All right? Yes. Okay? And it's full because we've chosen the contents. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, okay. So, well, actually, I'll, I'll throw it to you on this one. Where do we go from there? Okay? We've, we've lost this. I don't think losing a negative attitude towards relationships is a two-minute job. No, you don't. See, the thing is, because a lot of the things that we do in our life are automatic. Because yeah. our, our brain is basically lazy. It will take the shortest cut Absolutely. it can possibly find. Yep. So if you give it something to think about, mm. it, it balks at it and argues and resists and carries on. So you have to work at being more positive. And I think on that front, you have to make it a conscious decision, right? Absolutely. So you let go of that automatic. So the automatic, I've never thought about the way you've put it, but um, which I think is bang on, actually. But I think that, 
yeah, the automatic reaction to look, okay, at those negatives. If you just go, no, 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 and having the conscious effort to go, right, how do I turn this frown upside down? How do I turn this into a positive, exactly. right? Gives you, almost gives you ammunition. It gives you fuel then. Whereas if it's automatic, there's not that fuel. There's not that desire to, to do it. But if it's a conscious decision, you're more motivated to make the positive result. Does that make sense to you? Something like that. Yeah. I knew what I meant. I know I went a little Dr. Phil well, in the middle well, of it. Well, one of us does. Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I did feel like I literally was like going to call Oprah. But I, I, yeah. no, I will never call Oprah, trust me. Well, well this will help put it into context. There's an old saying of you become the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Right. So if you're the smartest person in the room, that's not a good thing. All right, you need to hang around with people that have got a better attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're better communicators. They've got a better sense of humour. They're more intelligent because they will allow you to raise your level accordingly. You should always in life be trying to improve, right? Yes. Okay, and you're not going to improve by being, uh, and this sounds awful, but if you fill your life with people who are lesser than you, you're going to drop to their level. You are. Exactly. You should aspire to be with people who are going to find the best in you, where you you need to raise your own level to, yeah. To yeah, so in regards grow. to relationships, and like you said, this is any relationship because you might work at a particular place where you go, oh, geez, I work with a bunch of idiots. Well, if that's your attitude toward them... Welcome to Edge Radio Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not going to go well no, because it's you're not. always going no. to be frustrated. Absolutely. However, if you realise that they act in moments of idiocy... However, for the most part, they're decent. That relationship with those people is going to change. Yep. And it's the same thing with your friendships, your family, all of those. If you expect them to behave a particular way because you've set the bar so low, yep. well, congratulations, that bar's going to be reached every time. Absolutely. If you allow them to become more by mm -hmm. increasing your relationship, the quality of that relationship relationship is also going to improve. Of course. Because you're expecting more. Yep. So it's the same sort of thing, you know. Raise the bar and aim for it and then yeah. you'll be okay. Yeah, okay, okay. So, all right, we've, we've dropped the preconceived ideas moving to the relationship. So why are they yep. so hard? I think everyone's accepted, okay, we've, yep. we've moved on. Where do we go from here? Okay, so now we're in a relationship. Okay, well, right. I'm very I, – look, I do like you as a friend, my friend. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have done this off air. <laughs> <laughs> At least bring me flowers. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> and chocolates. Don't forget right. the chocolates. Oh, oh but by the way, oh, this is probably a great time to thank your beautiful wife, actually, for bringing biscuits um, last week. Because oh, no, yes. she can't help us. Oh, she's and chocolates for that matter. She's got a wonderful heart. What a sweetheart. We were eating the bickies today, so there nice. you go. Thank you very much. In fact, just to, just to clarify my joke about our relationship, yes, my partner and I were eating the biscuits <laughs> that your wife bought, so we're all good. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> right, so we've started to improve our perception of relationships. Yep. We're starting to view them as a work in progress. They're not hmm. hard. Yep. They can be challenging at times. However, we're starting to realise that there's lots of good moments. So we're now in a relationship. Yep. Okay, now... Ages ago, I spoke about a thing called metaprograms, which mm -hmm. is the way that we're programmed to deal with certain situations and information coming into our head. Sure. Now, if our convincing strategy is something mm -hmm. where we see it once, we're convinced. Yep. All right? So we get into a relationship and we have a situation that we normally would have used as uh, viewed as difficult or challenging. Mm -hmm. We now go, oh, that actually worked. We've got something converse 
to what we believed. So therefore we go, okay, so that belief is obviously not true. Yep. Okay. So then it's easier for us to change. If we have a convincing strategy of we need to see it multiple times, mm-hmm. it'd be a, yeah, it could be a fluke, might have jagged it. Yep. We'll need to see that result a few times. So that will determine how quickly we change our perception, our belief towards partners yep. over time will be determined by our convincing strategy. And different personality types will be exactly like we'll have different Oh, absolutely. Yeah, which yeah. is what we were discussing off air before with like introverts and extroverts yeah. and all of this sort of thing. Now, I remember your favourite show and my wife's <laughs> uh, when it first started. I actually watched believing it might actually be a social experiment mm. yep. and worth watching. Yep. Very quickly realised that wasn't the case. And they paired an introvert and an extrovert up. Yeah. And sadly, they didn't explain why they did that. Yeah. They just let them try and figure it out. Because that can work. Absolutely. Yeah. And this is where I got annoyed and just started yelling at the telly and my wife had to ask me to leave the room because I was <laughs> taking away from her enjoyment of the show. Is if they had said, mm. okay, the extrovert, mm. we paired you with an introvert because occasionally you need to just shut up and learn to listen instead of, you know, hogging the limelight. Yep. You need to learn to chill, you need to learn to regroup, you need mm. to learn to just do all of these things. That's what we put you with an introvert for because yeah. they'll show you how to do that because they're very good at that. That's right. And we mimic too. Like, so when, we're, when we have that in front of us, we, we change just purely by exactly yeah, that experience. And the introvert, we put you with an extrovert because in a social instance, mm. they will demonstrate to you how to engage with people, how to have conversation, yep. how to pull them in, how to pull yourself in and all of that sort of thing. And they'll give you the tools to be able to do that so that when they're not around, mm. you feel more comfortable in a social environment. Yep. So, But that's, they didn't do that. No, of course not because no. that wouldn't have given them the ratings. No, no, no ratings at all. I mean, I remember when the, that show first came up and um, it's uh, Married at First Sight. I mean, I, I For those of you that weren't informed. Yeah, for those who haven't joined the dots on that rubbish program. And it is rubbish programming, yes. right? Now, for me, I have an interest in why people do things, okay? Well, I see what people do mm-hmm. and the psychology of what makes them tick. I, I'm interested in that and, I, and I'm very interested in society, society rather versus environment, okay? So mm. I'm a person who, one of the nerds who watched the 7-Up series, 7-14-Up, 21-Up. Brilliant 21, series. Absolutely, right? Um, and because I wanted to know, you know, all these people from backgrounds, different. If you're ever, you know, you've got a, if you've got a spare 152 hours, <laughs> God, it'd be just about oh, that now. It's huge. Uh, but you know, sit down and it, it basically shows people from all these different backgrounds and how they've gone through life. What they do is they interviewed them at the age of seven, age of fourteen, age of twenty-one, twenty-eight, thirty-five, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Right. I wasn't going to do the whole lot, mate. I was yeah, stopping there. Yeah, yeah showing yeah. off your mathematical <laughs> abilities there. I can add up. But uh, with that, yeah, it was. I mean, I was fascinated by that. So when this show came along, okay, Married at First Sight, I. I knew it was going to be trashy. Mm. I knew it was going to be the entertainment thing, and I invert the commas, but I thought there was going to be an element of that, right? There was enough, I don't know, um, naivety in me, right? Mm. Uh, Very quickly I realised no, and then I changed my reason for watching the show from the curiosity to watching it and thinking, how good is my life? 
How good's my life? If your life is bad, you know, hey, your house could have just burnt down. And like, honestly, you watch you watch that show and you see those people and mm. you see the, the depravity of human beings and instantly my life just looks awesome, right? Yeah. So that's it, that changed for me and then a certain amount of comic relief. Mm. But it is a it's a terrible way of using people and they, there's people with real feelings here who are being oh, yeah. yeah who um are being I don't know sent to war against each other yes. for ratings yes. and we're doing a show here about relationships and obviously the the what we're chasing in a relationship everyone's chasing something different but I mean I we're all chasing a positive outcome we're all chasing yep. someone you know to love and to to you know to honor and and, and be with and be in a partnership with so I think it's time for a break, mate. I was just going to say, I think we've been talking for a bit. Oh, I was getting emotional. You can tell. <laughs> hey, time for a break. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Having a good giggle in the background as I forget how to actually use the English language. All right. Now, Wayne, we've gone through uh, in the last segment, we we're talking about why relationships are so hard. I think we've 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 solved the world's problems in that fifteen odd minutes. <laughs> oh, get us into the Middle East, right? That's all I'm saying. Okay, Let's sort that out. Uh, now, where are we going from here, mate? What, what's the, the secret sauce? Well, I, w- I want to keep digging a little bit more into this um, confirmation of your beliefs. So, if you've got people, and I'll again, as I always do, I'll use myself as as an example. I've been through two marriages previously. All right. First one, reasonably mm-hmm. challenge, yep. challenging. Second one, very challenging. Right. Now, if I had an attitude, an attitude during those relationships, mm-hmm. the relationships were a waste of time, yep. I may never have put that effort into going out and finding my wife. Yeah. All right. Now, if I'd also sat down and watched shows like your favourite show <laughs> and my wife's favourite show... You notice know, so I keep avoiding the I title. Know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to drop the bomb, but you're not. So if I watched mm-hmm. shows like that regularly, yep. that would just reinforce that attitude of relationships are hard because yeah. I'd see these people struggling and having conflict and very few of them working and it's like, would it be worth taking the risk and all of that? So if I'm going to unconsciously compound that problem... Yep. I face I I stand a hope, no hope in hell. Right. Okay. Right? Okay. If I can then look at it and go, you know what, that's not putting me in a good place relationship wise. Yeah. I'm going to find some people that mm-hmm. have got good relationships. Yep. And I'm going to hang around with them and watch them and get tips and observe and start modelling their behaviours. Okay. All right. Because I look back on my past and I see people do some things in their relationships where I'm just like, what are you doing hurting each other so badly for when you don't need to? I mean, this is my relationships mm. as well. And it's one that's one thing that's always bugged me and one of the things I try to help people with is yep. don't cause pain where there doesn't need to be pain. You know, life can be challenging enough. Right, but why do we do it? Because, I mean, then, I, I, it's in that in we get conditioned from a young age. Yeah. We watch the news. Everyone sits down and watches the news. And is the news good news or bad news? It's always bad. Always bad. See, it's and we don't and even destruction. Ha- absolutely. Now the news used to always finish on. I used to. I always call it the surfing dog story. Okay, yes. the little happy story at the end. To, to all of a sudden, oh, war, 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 hate, 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 this, that, whatever. 
And, oh, hang on, a surfing dog. How exciting. Right? Everyone smile. Yeah, exactly. And they don't even do that anymore. They've given up on the surfing dog because they know that that's not really gaining them any, any traction, any more money. Yeah. So, yeah, we are conditioned very much on this negative. And I think about, like, uh, I mean, I think about I've been married twice as well. And, I, you know, I think my first relationship was probably, I don't know, best explained as it's a knockout. Uh, and my second one was probably gladiator, right? Like, you know, like, because it's they become more combat than compassion, yeah. right? Um, and, and you've got to let that go and you've got to stop doing that. And you know, I think, look, self-reflection it, to me is, is probably, and self-responsibility, the two things that I, I, I know, people are probably who are in my life, I push that more than you could possibly believe. And, well, so you should. That's the key to so many things. Yeah, you know, right across the board. So I think in a relationship, you've got to go and, and have that self-responsibility I know, I look at myself and I go and, and think about the way that I've acted with things and sometimes I've been a right jerk, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're coming from that negative, it's so easy. It is the shortest path, as you said before. So, you know, okay, are there any tools? Is there, you know, you're, you're the man with the toolbox, okay, we're chopping down trees with hammers, <laughs> right? What's in the toolbox that I can reach down deep, okay, into draw four, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm playing Uno. Hang on. <laughs> what can I find down there that's going to help me in this regard? It's not good news, unfortunately. <laughs> well, come on. I want answers. I want no, miracles. No, what I mean is because you have to move from being unconscious to being conscious, and that yeah. takes a lot of effort, yeah. a lot of energy, a lot of attention, because it's so easy to go to the automatic. So true. All yep. right? So, again, I'll use my story as a, an example so before if i had conflict the automatic response is defend yourself excuse come up with yep. excuses explain things and it was always on the defense okay all right so that puts you on the back foot yep or put me on the back foot so for me it was a case of okay what process can i use mm -hmm. to stop that from happening yeah so i had to break down and create this system where I could look at it step by step so that I didn't have to respond and make a situation worse than it needed to be. Yep. So, again, if I have conflict, you can view conflict in a relationship as a bad thing mm -hmm. or you can do like I did and create a system that shows you that it's actually a good thing. Mm. Because as we were discussing earlier, relationships can be forged and strengthened in challenges, in challenging times. Totally agree. So uh, my wife and I, we've got some challenges at the moment, as happened, external to us, sure, which puts pressure on us. And my wife, bless her, said to me the other day, we're getting through this. Mm. If we can get through this, we can get through anything. Yep. And that's the absolute key to all of it. All right, and it takes that knowing you're not on your own, you're part of a team, someone's got your back, and they're proving they've got your back. Yeah, yeah. So that you can go, I don't need to worry about anything because I've got them. Yeah, yeah. All right? I, I think this is what we want. Well, I certainly I can speak for myself, but I, I think that I want a partner who has my back. I want to know that I've got a, you know a teammate okay as much as a as much as a friend and a lover I want a teammate right mm, yeah and yeah to know that you've got that structure of, of strength behind you yeah. and I'm not saying the person has to be you know like um 
oh, it has to be particularly strong or particularly forceful or anything like that. Quite quite the opposite, you know. They can be very quiet, but the, the reality of them, them being there, they you know that they have your back. Yeah. It's yeah. huge. And that's it. They are there. And that's yes. the key. It's the presence. Mm. You mm. know they're not going to abandon you or yep. any of that sort of rubbish. So where were we going with that one? Oh, that's right. You wanted my, the tools. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how dare I go off on a tangent? Oh. So that was part of me developing the toolbox mm. so that I could make relationships easier. Okay. So the first thing you need to do is start becoming more conscious. And that's one of the most challenging things because we are so automatic. We'll go towards the negative. We'll go towards the defending of ourselves. We'll go towards the justifying and coming up with excuses for things rather than just going, okay, what's the reality here? What really happened? So then we can deal with it. And then you can slowly start changing or maybe even quickly if you have a big enough situation Mm -hmm. where you can start to change that attitude of a relationship. Okay. All right, and then one, as you start changing it, you'll gain momentum, and that's the good thing. Once you've got the momentum and things become more automatic yep. in a good way, mm-hmm. then you can start to make real change. Okay. But it's it's getting that out of the unconscious and into the conscious enough so that it then becomes unconscious in the right way. How long does it take to go from conscious to unconscious? It, it depends. Okay. It depends. So imagine this. We go out for a night yep. and we go, yeah, let's get hammered, you know, as people do. I wouldn't. It's the Australian way. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. However, I'm just giving an example here. Sure. Where we go, yep, let's go get hammered. So we go out and we mm. think we're having a blast. Yep. All right. And then on the way home, something happens that is real. Actually, I'm going to tell a real life story. Oh. If that's all right. Hey, you've got the keys, mate. Let's do it. True, I do. Now, I, I tell this story and I won't give any identifying markers as to the people. Okay. However, it is, is something that's had such an impact in my life that I still hold it till this day with the way that I saw it. There was a family who our family knew. They were friends of my cousin's family. Right. And lovely family. Like okay. You meet them and they're all... Polite and respectful and all of this. Their eldest... No, he was their second eldest. He went out with his mates. They'd got their licence and they Mm. did the sensible thing. They went out in a taxi. Okay. They got drunk, caught a taxi home. Mm -hmm. All right? And they're sitting at his house and they're still inebriated and they decide they're hungry. Oh, dear. Now, they go, let's jump in the ute. And there's four of them. Now, for any people that have been in a ute, there's not a lot of room in the cab. No. So they did as we do. And bear in mind, this is, God, 30 years ago. Okay. So Very different world. Very yeah. different. Yeah. So three in the cab, one in the back. They drive down there. They grab their pizzas. They're driving back. Mm-hmm. And this lad's in the back. Now, in the cab, still inebriated. Yep. They think, oh, let's play a joke. Tap on the brakes, thinking he'll just bounce around in the back of the cab. What they didn't realise is he had stood up. Oh, my. So he then went over the top of the cab yep. and they ran over his head. <gasps> All right? Okay. He was in hospital for four days yep. and then his parents decided to pull the plug. Okay. All right? And the most, the saddest, most traumatic thing I've ever seen in my life, and I don't think this will ever be topped, 
was the kid that was driving that car that day yep. or that night looking at his pa- his mate's parents at the funeral. And what was going through his head, oh, I don't know. No. If you have a situation that's that traumatic, yep. you would never touch alcohol again. If a mate was even mm-hmm. half pissed yep. and said he was going to drive, you would snatch the keys off him. In a second. So if you have something that painful, yep. you can change in an instant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right? I agree. Now, hopefully people don't need to go through that sort of trauma. Sure. If you have, and it can be a good thing as well, you can have a, a moment that opens your heart so much because someone shows you so much love, compassion, empathy, whatever, yeah. that can dramatically change the way you view a relationship or communication or connection or whatever. So how long it takes, it depends, depends how open you are yeah. to that change. And, you know, to use the great uh, phrase that we all use way too much at the moment, whatever triggers you. Right, because yeah, we do. Absolutely. We, you know, there, there'll be an event that will change you. I mean, I've certainly had events in my life, which because of them, I will never see things the same again. Right, mm-hmm. and and I'm certainly not alone on this. I think that most of us can have it, yeah. identify a moment where, right, you know, that you were a different human being yesterday. Right, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I, I can completely understand that. So in a relationship sense, is this is this the day that you decide to be? conscious about something? I mean... Again, it's it's very much an individual journey. So, for me... Okay, here's a couple of instances. My previous partner, I had learnt a process to help you become more connected and able to deal with conflict. And this is what started me on my path of coming up with my system. Yep. And I did this process with this partner. Now, I had come out of a relationship that was very toxic, very mm. argumentative, shitloads of conflict. And That's a technical term. It is, yeah. yeah, yeah. You can look that up, it's in all the textbooks. <laughs> and we were at the backyard hanging up some clothes Yeah. and we had an argument. Okay. And there was no yelling. There was no, you know, oh, abrasiveness or any no. of that stuff. And at the end of it, I started pissing myself laughing. Okay. And she's just like, the hell's so funny, you know, thinking you're a freak. And I'm like, I just had a fight without any conflict. And I was actually happy. Right. Because I had experienced conflict where we had differing views. Yep. And it didn't come to blows. It was no name calling. There was no yelling. There was no, it was none of that. And I was just like, oh, my God, that is awesome. And I got so excited and it changed the way I viewed conflict. Right. Like straight away, okay. and I was like, "That's what made me go, okay, let's look deeper into this. Yeah. Why but would I get triggered before blah blah blah?" And that's was that I your? I, I like to call them the Wonder Years moment. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Well, remember when Kevin Arnold used to have? It was at that moment I realized. Yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's very cool. All right, we need a break, mate. We need you a break. Do. When we come back, we're, we're on the slide home. So when uh, when we come back, I'll expect some absolute pole position quality. <laughs> Advice. Okay, Always no. motoring uh, <laughs> metaphors with you, isn't it? It could be a small obsession, I'm just saying. Hey, it's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. All about relationships here on Edge Radio Australia. I've got Wayne here. He's the man with his life back on track, uh, which does kind of suggest once it wasn't, which is 
I, I actually, I'm going to give you a big compliment here. One of the things I absolutely love about your story and the way that you give advice straight off the bat is you don't do it from a place. Well, you do it from a place of credibility, right? Because you're a person who realised that they weren't doing things right mm. and rewrote the rules for yourself, went and did the research, did the work, and all that kind of thing. So, to me, this it adds so much credibility when people preach to me, you know, from this place of purity and whatever and you know it's all just seems like we should be skipping through the meadows you know, in scandinavia no no i'm sorry if you've got if you've come from conflict if you've come from negativity and you turned it into something positive it has a lot of a lot of power um, for me now i'm going to actually segue into something you have no idea that i'm going to talk about no it's actually a very heavy well, that's what we thrive on we do we do we do um <laughs> i perhaps should have warned you about this one but eh, you know, no, go for it why not so, look, uh, I'm going to talk about something that uh, I just became aware, and I won't go into the details because it's too personal for some people, but somebody I know just lost their daughter to um, cyberbullying, okay, to online bullying, right? Bullying, 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 right? Um, just a couple of days ago. Absolutely horrific uh, that a little girl would commit suicide. I, I can't contemplate that, right? I kind of can, unfortunately because of my life experiences, but uh, to, to that degree, it's just a, it's a whole other level, mm. right? Now, this show is about relationships. Now, this why I bring it up is because online relationships are a very, very big thing, mm-hmm. okay? Um, it seems like this is how you meet people now. You, you know, it's like you know, only weirdos meet in places like pubs or <laughs> laundromats. I don't know, wherever, yeah, you tend to meet people. But So almost everybody meets online now. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, with... When you are, and as I say, I don't want to, I don't want to, and I don't want to trade off this the tragedy of this, you know, beautiful young lady. What I'm trying to say is the fact that I find it beyond deplorable. I think online bullying is just, to me, it is utter cowardice. Right? Mm-hmm. It is people who feel inferior in themselves who want to inflict pain on others to try and build themselves up. Yep. Now, my philosophy yep. in life is I don't believe in stepping on other people's to build uh, lives to build yourself up. I believe in bring people on on the journey. That's my kind of theory on this, yep. right? So, why I'm going here is this because with those with relationships that start online. Um, and with some of the behaviour online, a, a couple of my friends have recently talked to me about some of the really negative experiences they've had with online dating. Yep. Um, and again, I'm throwing you right under the bus here. I go for it. Okay. But are there signs in the online community? Are there signs of when when are there things that people say that could be a bit of a, I don't know, a little bit of a red flag to you that we could be heading in that direction? Because there seems to be some really nasty bullying going on, even between grown adults. And it's just to me, it's just not on. Well, first of all, grown adults mm-hmm. wouldn't behave in that way. Great point. And it's a, it's a good indicator of people's maturity is yeah. how much they can own their stuff. Yep. So if they can own their stuff, you're dating an adult. Okay. If um, they do go down that other path, uh, clearly still children. Um, I, for myself, never encourage people to use online dating in any way, shape or form. Yep. Um, I've used the dating apps, websites. I've even used matchmaking services and everything like that because I really wanted to find a partner. So I did all of it. And that's where I actually – like the matchmaking service. Yep. I met some lovely ladies. Great. 
The moment I met them, though, I knew they weren't a match for me. Okay. All right? And that's where I was like, okay, they have a, obviously a questionnaire, you know, fill out what's your hobbies, et cetera, et cetera, and they try and match you up. What I realised was they don't know me as well as I know me. Of course. And they're not asking the right questions okay. that form the foundation of a relationship, which is why I came up with this system that I teach people. Yep. It's how to be your own matchmaker. So all you're doing Ooh, right. is you're creating your character yep. or your avatar of your perfect partner and then you're going out and looking for them. Okay. So, And, and I want to explore this further in a, an, another show because okay. we don't have enough time left here. Is that online dating world and has dating really changed and have relationships really changed? Well, Because a lot of the time we, we think... All of that's changed and it yep. hasn't. It's still very much the same as it's always been. Well, if you like, Wayne, I mean, we can we can park this, if you like, okay? But yeah, would, absolutely. Yeah, again, I just realised I made another car reference, but all right, we can park this. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, do you want to talk about this in, in the next show, mate? Absolutely. Okay, I reckon that would be absolutely. a really great way to go. All right, well, let's do exactly that. Uh, we've got a few minutes left in the show today, yep. all right? So let's... Uh, and and after dealing with that heavy subject, I, I'd rather talk about something light. So, well, can can I just chuck in mm, something there? Mm. And again, this is perception—the way we see things. Sure, a lot of people will look at something like a death sure. and say it's a tragedy. Mm. And yes, it is a tragedy okay. for the people that are immediately involved. Sure, for the rest of us, if we're open to it. Yep. It can give us some wonderful lessons. So therefore, mm, that death becomes less of a tragedy. Okay. All right. Yep. So, like I said, that friend, that bloke that I knew, the impact of that sure. on so many people that he knew, went to school with, etc., yep. would be don't drink and drive. Just yep. freaking don't. Yeah. And I can guarantee that none of them would, and none, mm-hmm. of, none of them would allow anyone else to drink and drive as well. Okay. So, even though it was a horrible thing, yep. it wasn't a tragedy per se because it impacted so many in a good way. Right, yeah. Look, out of a horrible negative, positive has There's always positives in any, yeah, every okay, negative. Okay, okay. No, okay. I'm very happy with that. All yeah, right, mate. So, and, and again, that actually segues into end the show where that changed the perception towards drink driving. That uh, situation with my last partner changed the way I viewed conflict. Yep. All you've got to do is look for those things that change your perception for the better. Sure. And then relationships aren't hard anymore Mm. they're challenging they give you opportunities to learn and become a better version of yourself but they're not hard anymore okay we have another show here on edge uh which is the personal power show with Mm. drew gelden and uh he i enjoy it very much and but with drew drew he says things don't happen to you they happen for you absolutely now i'd never heard that before the first time he said that well he also says fry yay which i'd never heard before so man's bringing lots of things to my life but um but this whole it happens for you is such a powerful bit of advice yeah because you can go you can go all um you know woe is me about life okay e or e or you know how terrible is it all um exactly. you know, these things have happened to me or you can go right i had a lousy relationship I have now learnt that I don't accept those behaviours, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to live a life like that anymore. 
Okay, you can look, and that's just one example, but there's so many things that happen to you that are actually literally happening for you. They are teaching you a better path. They're teaching you what you can't, what you, you don't want to accept in your life, and then mm. you can actually draw those. Again, we're coming back to, you make the decision, don't you, right? Yeah, it's a absolutely. conscious decision yeah. to live your life in a different way. So I think that I can certainly say for myself, I think I lived to a degree on autopilot before where I would things would happen and you would kind of go, okay, and you, you repeat the behaviour because mm. that's what you're used to. And I think that the day that you realise that a conscious decision will impact you in a positive way for the rest of your life, it's a great day. You know, when you realise a negative thing is actually genuinely a positive. So, all right, mate, now, end of the show. Where can we find you? Okay, type in Wayne Brown, all about relationships into your interweb and yep. my show will pop up on numerous pub podcast platforms. Yep. Uh, or Wayne Brown, all about... Uh, Wayne Brown, life back on track. Yep. Now, I've got the problem with the English <laughs> language. Uh, and then my website and all sorts of stuff will pop up. Excellent, mate. All right. As usual, been a pleasure. Uh, all right. Now, when can we actually hear the wonderful replay of this show? On Sundays at 2 p.m. See, you remember. I say this to other people when they do the show, and they look at me blankly like, oh, geez, can you remind me? No, no, I can't. If it's not written in front of me, I'm sorry. I've got no hope. Exactly. If it's not in my phone, it doesn't happen. That's my routine in life. Mate, always a pleasure. Looking forward to next week. And as I say, please, uh, you know, if you're listening on Sunday, yeah, look, uh, always a great thing. If you've got any questions that you want to put through uh, to the show, we're getting lots of comments uh, on many of our shows, um, and I would really love more questions because – Absolutely, Look, Edge is all about community and yep. to interact with people. Interaction is going to be great. Love it. In 2024, oh, it's going to be huge. Lots of really cool things happening. There will be far more interaction, mate. I haven't even told you, but boy. <gasps> I'll tell you. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, get your, get your Reeboks on, mate, because I'll tell you right now, we're going to be running. It's going to be full on. So, um, yep, with that, it's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. <laughs>